Today on Popaganda, the Feminism and Pop Culture podcast, we're talking all about guilty pleasures. There's possibly no pleasure more guilty than reality TV. Anna Swan has worked behind the scenes as a producer on many reality shows, including The Real World and The Real Housewives of Atlanta. In her job, she looks through hours and hours of footage and figures out how to shape each episode. What's the story this episode of The Real World should tell? Anna Swan talked with author and Joyland Magazine co-founder Emily Schultz on the podcast Truth and Fiction about why America loves reality shows and how they relate to writing fiction. MTV's The Real World is now in its 28th season, and reality TV is no longer just one thing. We have competitive reality, soap docs, reality dating, and everything in between. At this point, you can't say reality is one part of television. It is television. And its influence can be felt in every other media, even in fiction, in books by Tao Lin or Sheila Hetty. I admit, I was late to reality TV. In the late 90s and early aughts, I didn't own a set and was more likely to throw a feminist potluck than watch TV. But people change, and so do Friday nights, and now I'm mesmerized by Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. I first met Anne Swan when Joyland published one of her stories. Just after that, we learned she had worked for years in documentary and reality TV production, including early seasons of The Real World, and most recently, Real Housewives of Atlanta. We asked if she could talk about her career and her take on how reality is changing the way we write our narratives. We ended up talking about that and more. I was thinking about reality and what my first exposure to reality was. And I was thinking probably something like cops, but yeah. I don't know if that was really, you know, that was pre-reality. Yeah, it is a it is considered part of it. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think that reality is, you know, it has its earliest, um, it's, it's, its earliest roots in game shows. I can't think of anything like in really popular television that precedes it quite as quite as much. I think okay. I think there's a real similarity there because so many of the really popular ones today are game shows, right. essentially. And, and I'm really drawn to the competitive ones. Like right. I watch Chopped and Top Chef and you know RuPaul's Drag Race. <sighs> I know, that one's one of the best. It is, but. You know, and then it's funny because the other ones I watch are really kind of like the dude reality shows. I was thinking about this, like Pawn Stars, like mm -hmm. the family business type stuff, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter or Billy the Exterminator. Like when I go home, that stuff is what's on the TV that's playing, you know, in our household. So it's just like constant reality all day long, but it's the dude stuff and it's, you know, a lot more the business type shows. I don't know what that says about me, that I like the, I like the competitive and I seem to like the, like the occupational well, I think that the competitive is definitely probably a game show instinct, and the professional one is probably. I think those kind are those kinds of reality shows are the most um, similar to a documentary experience, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. you're really learning about people doing something that right. is completely unfamiliar to you, and so it's a way to to gather information. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about this, um, because I think a lot of writers really like reality and that it makes sense. And that, you know, right now we're seeing a lot of kind of blurring of fiction and memoir in creative writing. And I'm wondering if, if um, I'm wondering if, if it's that influence of reality TV that's making us want something slightly autobiographical, you know, coming out through the fiction. Or if it's just that reality is kind of a deeper part of our culture, like if it's tapping into something... Because, I mean, you were talking about working on those early shows 
and then it sprang up. And now when you watch TV, it's almost like all of it is reality TV. I think we like to watch each other. And a memoir and reality TV are you, both ways of watching. And, um, you know, on a, on a very commercial way, in a very commercial way of looking at it, um, memoirs sell better than fiction. Um, and I think that's what it is. It's that, it's that impulse to, it's that voyeuristic impulse. And I don't know how to dissect where that comes from, like why we do that. But um, I know I have it. I have it more than other people, for I, sure. I think for sure. I mean, when we come to fiction, we are voyeurs always, yeah. you know, and, and we want the stuff that people don't talk about in their day-to-day lives. That's why we turn to fiction is totally. we want those, those revelations and the nitty gritty and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely an observer. Um, I definitely hang back a lot. Um, and I do that all day for work and I do that with writing. Um, and then when you're at home working on your own stuff, does that, does that turn around? I mean, do you become, you know, not an exhibitionist, but instead of being the voyeur, you become the person that's presenting it, right? Yeah, it's more like acting, though. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. See, I have to say that watching um, a lot of the reality pregnancy shows, when I was writing my novel, The Blondes kind of influenced it. Because they have, oh, wow. you know, like those shows like, um, well, 16 and Pregnant would be one. And then, you know, she survived that while pregnant. Or I survived that while pregnant, you know. Oh, you know what I love is, um, oops, I didn't know I was pregnant. Oh, that one Is too. that what it's called? I, or something like that. Um, I just think, you know, one, I love it. For this really odd reason, maybe it's an odd reason, the reenactors look so much like the people. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I have not been as impressed before with <laughs> the <laughs> casting with the reenactors as on, gee, I didn't know I was pregnant, or oops, I didn't know I was pregnant. I don't know which, which one it is or what the title <laughs> is. But yeah, it's like, wow, wait, that looks so much like them. Right. Well, this is just it. I mean, I think in reality TV show, you get this thing about class. You know, like people are either poor or they're, you know, the opposite of poor. And it's right up front in the story. And I'm wondering if that's also why we relate to it. You know, that that you have the working class, maybe watching the working class type shows. And then, you know, then the other shows like the Kardashians are maybe being, you know, watched by a different population. I don't know. Well, I don't either. I I have no guesses. Or just the fact that the class is right up front in the storyline and it's not hidden, you know, it's not behind. Right. That's what makes it watchable is there's, you know, I think that in that sense you're breaking taboos by, um, I don't know, like not being polite about showing. Exactly. Um, what motivates people and, and the limitations they're living with and, um, and maybe that's why it appeals, you know, to the fiction writer as well. Right. You know, the struggle is right up front. Yes. And also the motivations. Yeah. Well, I mean, in any, in any job I do, you know, the stakes have to be ever present. Um, what the, what they want, what they're not getting. Well, I, I guess that's something I would ask you is how do you know a, a successful reality concept or what is it that makes a really great reality show? Casting. I think that casting is probably the most important thing. Um, if you don't have people who are themselves, no matter what, who have lives that they will openly share with you, like that's what you need. And it, 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 it's surprising how that doesn't happen, how often that doesn't happen. Because, I mean, 
if you imagine yourself, like I could never be on a reality show. I mean, I'm, I'm so reserved initially with people and certainly, um, I don't, I'm not an attention seeker. Um, where was I going this? Um, well, people have to open up, right? So it, people have to become unguarded. Right. And, and at any point in the process, they can shut down. Right. So, um, you can go into something with a great idea, something, you know, a network's excited about the person who created it created it as excited, but then there can be like one aspect of their lives that they don't want seen, seen. And, and that shuts you down a lot. And it, and it's like, they're, you know, usually when there's something like that, it's like, they're not just telling you not to show you this. It's like, they're trying to control it in a lot of other ways. Because when I say I'm a reality TV producer, I think people get this image of me as like, um, you know, one of those Svengali people like, oh, you'd be perfect for a show. <laughs> I, I'm really not like that. Um, no, I mean, I, I love just like digging into the footage that I'm assigned, basically, in a larger, like in a big show, working on one episode, digging into all the footage and um, finding the way to tell the story. I I watch and I listen. Um, I watch and listen. I mean, that's really it. But see, that's, that's really interesting though, because I mean, okay, I used to teach creative writing and that's the number one thing that you try to teach people, Mm -hmm. right? Is how to watch and listen, you know? So you ask students to write a scene and you're asking them to listen for voice, you know, or you're asking them to go out when they're not in class and watch people and see what people do. What are their physical mannerisms? How do they show what they're feeling? Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that you're doing that every day for your job. Yep. And that's exactly what fiction writers need is, you know, those skills of watching and listening how do people actually react I feel really really lucky like professionally and creatively this is the best time of my life um it is because it's really thrilling to hear someone say that (laughs) no I mean I don't feel like I'm working for a living I mean I love that my challenges are creative challenges and that I'm um I'm very passionate about the work I because I think I bring I bring so much of myself to the work like I watch and I listen and I filter, you know, I filter what I think should be the story. Right. Um, and that's really important to me. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? When you were- that was reality show producer Anna Swan talking with Emily Schultz of Joyland Magazine on the podcast Truth and Fiction. If you get hot, then you must get cool. Bad boy.